Hey folks, thanks for tuning in again, or for the first time, to my silly little podcast, A Rock and Roll Rabbit Hole, where I ferret through my vinyl collection of about 500 records and my tiny brain of about 500 remaining brain cells and take a light-hearted, positive, fanboys look at my favourite songs and bits of songs and artists that fall within a different, pointless, set theme every episode, and I sometimes highlight some rock and roll bed shits just for some fun. It's really just an attempt to archive some stories, old YouTube interviews, and some great songs for like-minded rock music fans. Choosing from any song part or artist that has given me joy as a listener or a slight Norwegian wood as a musician. It's not a countdown, but I will leave my favourite choice for last. This is just a bit of laid-back, unnecessary fun that hopefully inspires someone to support a musician by buying some music or some merch, or listen to an old favourite album, and check out all this amazing shit that I adore, which has formed the soundtrack of my life. As a lot of people do like to share their opinions these days, please let me know if you think if I have missed anything in my record collection that I know and that I like by sending me an email at thisisnotarealemailaddress at gofeckyegoodself.cockgoblin.com. That's cock spelt with two Ks, and I'll get back to you as soon as I give a shit. But seriously, if you do want to say hi, you can hit me up and follow the podcast on Instagram and Facebook a rock and roll rabbit hole podcast or via the website a rock and roll rabbit hole.com that's com spelt with a c the website also has spotify playlist of all of the songs used in each episode past episodes as well and some other golden magic and i also have some small playlists of the great lesser known artists that i like to highlight at the end of each episode on the victims tab of the website Please rate, review, subscribe, and share the podcast. If you are digging it, that's super helpful and genuinely appreciated. Thanks again. Apologies in advance, and here goes. Hey, guys. Thanks again so much for checking out the podcast. Way back in episode nine, we did a deep dive on artists who have changed their names. And we also heard Counting Crows singer Adam Duritz talk about who Mr. Jones was in episode 11 and 12's Birds. In Mr. Jones, Adam Duritz also mentions Bob Dylan. So in honour of that mention, I've dug around and done a rabbit hole dig on songs that mention other artists. Episode 51, Name Droppers. So another Bob Dylan mention from a song dropped in 1990. And this song was inspired by events in Europe in the 80s and also by Prince's song, Sign of the Times. The song reached number two in the US, but was thwarted by Brian Adams' Everything I Do, I Do It For You. And the song was nominated for a Grammy and mentions Bob Dylan in the first verse. Jesus Jones, right here, right now.
Quickly circling back to the Counting Crows, track one from their awesome debut album, August and Everything After, mentions Elvis. Welcome to Storytellers. This is the first way Counting Crows ever sounded. It was me and Dave in bars and coffee houses playing open mics, doing this song this way. The song begins with a guy walking out the front door of this house and leaving behind this woman. And, uh, it, it, but but it, the more he begins to leave people behind in his life, the more he feels like he's leaving himself behind as well. And uh, the less and less substantial he feels like he's becoming to himself. And that's sort of what the song's about, because he feels like even as he disappears from the lives of people, he's disappearing more and more from his own life. And uh, the chorus is, he sort of keeps sort of screaming out these idioms, these sort of lessons that your mother might say to you when you were a kid, sort of child lessons, you know. Around here we always stand up straight, um, carving out our names. Uh, things that you're told when you're a kid are the things that, that uh, you do these things, and when you're growing up, it'll add up to something. You know, you'll have a job, you'll have a life, and... Uh, I think for me, and for the character in the song, they don't add up to anything. It's just a bunch of crap, kind of. Um, your, your life comes to you or doesn't come to you, but those things, they didn't really mean anything. And by the end of the song, he's so dismayed by this that he's sort of screaming out that he gets to stay up as late as he wants and nobody makes him wait. The sort of things that are important if you're a kid, you know, that you don't have to go to bed, you don't have to do anything. But the sort of things that, they don't make any difference at all when you're an adult. They're, they're nothing. Um, and... Uh, this is a song about, about me. Uh, it's called Round Here. And here's the verse with the Elvis name drop. We came from Nashville with a suitcase in her hand. She says she'd like to meet a boy who looks like Elvis. And she walks along the edge of where the ocean meets the land. Just like she's walking on a wire in the surface. Parks her car outside my house and takes her clothes off Says she's close to understanding Jesus And she knows she's more than just a little misunderstood She has trouble acting normal when she's nervous Beatles also mentioned Bob Dylan and Mr. Jones in Your Blues from the White Album. If I 
song that I missed in episode 21's bass intros and also episode 37's laughing in songs off a great record that the production is dated a little bit on, but there's heaps of great tunes on there. And it's Living Colour's second album, Time's Up. And this name-dropping song features Little Richard and Mick Jagger performing on it and mentions Elvis. Elvis is Dead by Living Colour. Yo, Corey, man. Yeah, man, what's up? I saw Elvis the other day. Get out of here, man! song Elvis is Dead also lifts and twists a line from Paul Simon's Graceland and also Public Enemies Fight the Power. Elvis, I stop muerto. 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 Elvis
has left the building. Another Elvis drop, and this time it's from the great Tom Petty in Free Falling. She's a good girl. It's crazy about Elvis. Loves horses and her boyfriend too. It's a long day Living in Reseda There's a freeway Running through the yard And I'm a bad boy Cause I don't even miss her I'm a bad boy For breaking her heart There's a man there you know He's the host of the show And you'll find that he fucking hates choirs Elvis mentioned from Dire Straits. The inspiration for calling Elvis was, um, in fact, um, my wife's brother saying he was trying to get in touch with her on the phone. He said, getting in touch with Lou is like calling Elvis. Trying to get in touch with Elvis, I think is what he said. And that was that she gave me the in initial idea. Mark had said that the track was all about the difference in a kind of a non-communication thing from the sublime to the ridiculous. And it is essentially a song about um, not communicating, in a way. He said, it's like coming off the, um, in a concert in Rio, 200,000 fans being screaming at you all night, and you try and ring home, and you either can't get through because the operator in Guatemala has got it all wrong, or you, you get through and, and the wife's changing the nappies, or, you know, thing, and there's this kind of difference, non, sort of a non-communication, it's like calling Elvis. Well, Steve Barron, who did um, the Money for Nothing clip, it has done a thing for calling Elvis. And he got the idea to animate, in, in the same as he animated Money for Nothing, he had the idea of using the Thunderbirds people and using puppets and, uh, uh, and mixing it in with a real situation. In other words, yours truly tries to call home. I always kept in the back of my mind it would be great to find a track that was right for it. And along came Calling Elvis. I like the Thunderbirds because it was a real... It was like a, a Brit attempt at what we thought the future was going to be like. Well, the idea for this video was obviously Steve Barron's. He dreamed the whole thing up. And I got a call from him one day to say that he'd like to meet me. It was a few years ago I wanted to do a um, Thunderbirds-related video, a video where um, we built the band as puppets and things, and uh, 
it's a very expensive operation uh, because you're dealing with everything in miniature, and so all these sets of in that miniature world have to be built, and uh, um, the operation of the puppets and things very involved, time-consuming. He showed me the storyboard, and um, I decided that it not only the idea looked great, but I'm a great fan of his, and so I was delighted really to be invited to join in. Technically, there's a lot of fiddly, very fiddly shots to do. Things that involve a, a bunch of different elements timed, and, and it's just very time-consuming. The whole um, problem with making this video, from my point of view, is that, first of all, we had to recreate the whole technique. And then, of course, we had to build the puppets, the replicas of the band. And, obviously, we showed them at every stage to make sure they were happy and Steve also checked them out and uh, at the end of the day I was really quite pleased I think the likenesses are quite good they are caricatures of course but they're sort of kind caricatures and you can check out the video for calling Elvis on the website arockandrollrabbithole.com and click on the golden magic tab and here's the Elvis mentioning calling Elvis song also mentions Elvis and the Reverend Green, which is Al Green. I went down to this um, church called the Full Gospel Tabernacle Church, and the minister there was the great Al Green, the Reverend Al Green. And as the song says, Reverend Green, be glad to see you when you haven't got a prayer. And I didn't, but he gave me one. And so did a woman named Muriel Davis Wilkins, who was a 65-year-old school teacher when I met her, playing in this little place called the Hollywood Cafe. And the Hollywood Cafe was a place that served catfish and fried pickles. And Muriel was up there singing gospel songs and standards for about four hours a night. And um, the minute I saw her, I was immediately drawn to her. I was a struggling songwriter. I really hadn't found my songwriting voice. But um, Muriel invited me on stage at the Hollywood. She didn't really know me. But she um, started singing old gospel songs and was hoping this Jewish boy from Cleveland could follow along. 
which I really couldn't. But there I was singing, Nearer my God to thee, and touch the hem of his garment, and his eye is on the sparrow. All the big Hebrew hits I knew so well. <laughs> she did Amazing Grace, and that one I knew. And she, when we were done, she whispered in my ear and said, child, I think you can go home and write those songs you've been meaning to write now. And that's exactly what happened. I went back and I wrote, in about six or seven months, a lot of the tunes that became my first record, years later. So I don't know if you guys believe in miracles, but she was one of mine. And um, I came back to the Hollywood Cafe because I had a lot of new tunes to play. And Muriel listened to this one and many others and said, you know, that song where you mentioned me at the end? And I said, yeah. She said, I think that's the best one. <laughs> to say over the years, you know, people ask me if I'm tired of playing this song. I'm not even close. It's a song essentially, even though it was about a very personal journey, essentially it's a song about the transformational power of music. And that's something I can sing about until I drop dead in my boots. That's why you're here, that's why I'm here, to be transformed by the power of music. It's a mighty thing. So this is for you, for listening all these years to the music you love, whether it's by me or anyone else. And this is for Muriel Davis Wilkins and the Reverend Al Green. And anyone else you can think of. Saw the ghost of Elvis on Union Avenue Followed him up to the gates of Graceland And I watched him walk right through Now security, they did not see him They just hovered around his tomb But there's a pretty little thing Waiting for the king down in the jungle room Ten feet off a beer Walking in Memphis But do I really feel the way I feel And here's the Al Green reference So let's get away from Elvis, but another name drop from Tom Petty, and it's off the same album as Free Falling, which is Full Moon Fever. The song Running Down a Dream by Tom Petty mentions 50s rocker Dale Shannon and his hit Runaway. She ran away and I 
Nirvana mentioned Leonard Cohen in Penny Royal Tea. He's going to get us, he's going to turn us all into vampires and we'll all be dead and yet still alive. Like Leonard Cohen. say anything because no one ever listens to me anyway. <laughs> Might as well be a Leonard Cohen record. Penny Royalty is an abortion drink, but in the unpublished liner notes for the album In Utero, Kirk Cobain had written, Penny Royalty, herbal abortive, it doesn't work, you hippie. Two things I love are Weezer and Stevie Ray Vaughan. Weezer have two more name-dropping songs that instantly pop into my mind. Al Scorcho, which mentions Green Day, and Buddy Holly, which mentions Buddy Holly. I asked you to go to the Green Day concert. You said you never heard of them. How cool is that? So I went to your room and read your diary. Watching grunge leg drop new jack to a press table.
song I missed in last week's shit mentions also has a pretty clear fuck in there, and it's also a name dropper for Michael Jackson, Quiet Riot, and John Bon Jovi. Rock in the suburbs, Ben Folds. I'm rocking the suburbs. Just like The next song was written by David Bowie and was intended to be included on his album The Rise and Fall of Ziggy Stardust and the Spiders from Mars. And the outro has a laugh which could have been included in that episode and it mentions T-Rex, The Beatles and The Stones. And here's Mott the Hoople singer Ian Hunter talking about how they ended up with the song All the Young Dudes. Well, it's great to have Ian here. One of my favorite songs, of course, that you're going to do uh, acoustically is All the Young Dudes. Uh, it's a Bowie tune and uh, you, you came to record that song because... You were going to break up your band, right, at the time? It was, it was done. It was over. It was over, and Bowie was a fan of yours. That's right. He gave us Suffragette Study. Mm. Oh, he, he did? Well, you do this. And I said, uh, and we listened, and we thought, no, you know, because radio was pretty much close to us. We'd had three singles, nothing. We knew it was going to... I was looking for something like You Really Got Me. That's what I was looking for. Right. And uh, Why did Bowie offer you Suffragette City, one of his best songs? I guess because it was before it had been recorded. Right. I think it was because he thought it was a rocker and we were a rock and roll band, you know. He felt you would have done it better than him. I don't know. You'd Who knows? You'd have to ask Dave. Are you not, are you not, were you not flattered that a guy of David Bowie's stature would say to you, I need you to do one of my songs? No, he was just some little geezer in Beckenham. You know? Oh, he was? He yeah. wasn't even this famous, was, huh? No. And he brought you all the young dudes. We sat down and played it on an acoustic guitar, rather like I'm about to do. Yes. And, uh, he, uh, I, I, two things I thought. The first thing was I can sing this, and the second thing was like I'd never been behind a hip before. Right. <laughs> and it's a funny feeling, because nobody else has ever heard this, you know. And then I'm sitting there with the band, you know, and we're listening to this, and it's like it's obvious. Isn't it? But then he rapped all night about his suicide. I'd kick it in the head when he was 25. Speed jive, don't want to stay alive when you're 25. And when you're stealing clothes from Marks and Sparks And Freddy's got spots from ripping up the stars From his face, funky little boat race The television man is crazy Sam with juvenile delinquent Rex Oh yes, we can go. And my brother's back at home. 
the stones We never got it off on that revolution stuff What a drag Too many snacks Nah, I drunk a lot of wine and I'm feeling fine Gotta raise some cap to bed Just a side rabbit hole on Mott the Hoople, they got their band name from a 1966 novel of the same name. Another name-dropping tune is Red Hot Chili Peppers' Californication, which mentions Kurt Cobain and also softly mentions David Bowie through his album Station to Station. Space may be the final frontier, but it's made in a Hollywood basement. In Cobain, can you hear the spheres singing songs off station to station? And now they're all not far away, it's kind of George Harrison has a song that mentions his former Beatle bandmates, John and Paul, and also Richie, which is obviously Ringo Starr. And Ringo plays drums on this song, and it's the title track from George Harrison's 1973 album, Living in a Material World. The next song mentions Roy Orbison and it came in at number 86 on Rolling Stone's top 500 greatest songs of all time. I was living up the street from the Inkwell. There's a little house that's still there. I think it's seven and a half West End Court. A little green shotgun shack. Wrote most of the songs from Born to Run In. And um, this song kind of had a long gestation. I, I, we played it in a variety of different versions uh, with the band for quite a while that were longer and a little more arranged. And then uh, when John Landau came in to produce Born to Run, he suggested that we edit down and, and, and uh, he thought it would be more powerful, which it was. And so I, I, I thank him for the, the, the shape and, and form that the song ended up in. Um, what's it about? It's really a, uh, it's, a it's an invitation. You know, the, it's the opening of Born to Run was that was my big invitation. That big album when it used to fold out with me and Clarence smiling on it, that was the invitation card. <laughs> and uh, we invite you to something. <laughs> Not sure what yet. So, you know, the, the music was sort of 
was important. The, the music, the beginning sounds like an invitation. Something, something is opening up to you. Something is opening up. And what I hoped it would be when I wrote the song was what I got out of, out of rock and roll music, which was a sense of a larger life, a greater experience, hopefully more and better sex, a uh, sense of fun, more fun, a um, sense of your personal exploration and your possibilities. It was, and it, the idea that it was all lying somewhere inside of you and it was, you know, just there on the edge of town. So that was an invitation. The song is it's basically an invitation. Um, let me see, I'll go through the lyrics. The screen door slams, Mary's dress sways. Well, the sound of a screen door slamming is so, I mean, when I was a kid, bang, bang, I heard it a thousand times at my, at my back porch, you know. It meant all kinds of different things. Bang, what a great day, I can't wait to get outside and play. Bang, get your ass out of the house, man. Here goes my body. You know, bang, it was like, it was just, just such a resonant sound that, that it se always seemed to be the beginning of something. So the screen door slams, Mary's dress sways, there's Mary again. Like a vision, she dances across the porch as the radio plays. Roy Orbison singing for the lonely. Big, listen to Roy Orbison a lot during this record. And uh, just his, the dark sense of romanticism and uh, uh, the operaticness. And uh, uh, my singing on this particular record was my attempt to, my pathetic attempt to, to come close, you know. But, um, so I was Roy Orbison singing for the lonely. Hey, that's me. I want you only. Don't turn me home again. Can't face myself alone again. Let's get something started. Don't run back inside. You know just what I'm here for. You're scared. You're thinking maybe we ain't that young anymore. And I was only 24 when I wrote that line. That's kind of scared me now. But uh, um, the reason I think was these songs were written in 1974, which is only two years after the end of the Vietnam War. Nobody was that young anymore. And so out it came. Show a little faith, there's magic in the night, ain't a beauty, but hey, you're all right. It's all right with me. The screen door slams, Mary's dress waves. Like a vision she dances across the porch as the radio plays Roy Orbison singing for the lonely Hey, that's me and I want you only Don't turn me home again, I just can't face myself alone again Don't run back inside, darling, you know just what I'm here for so you're scared and you're thinking that maybe we ain't that young anymore Show a little faith, there's magic in the night You ain't a beauty, but hey, you're alright Oh, and that's alright with me You denied you could cover and study your pain And you cross the lovers, the world isn't around Waste your summer Thank you. 
of throwaway improvised name drops in Beatles songs and we heard Your Blues earlier and in For You Blue George Harrison shits on John Lennon's slide playing a little bit saying Almore James got nothing on this baby Almore James got nothing on this baby <laughs> And in the improvised song Dig It, John Lennon mentions the great B.B. King and also Doris Day. He also mentions Matt Busby, who was a Scottish football manager, who was the manager of Manchester United in 1958 when the plane they were on crashed in West Germany and 23 people died. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm speaking from my bed in the Iser Hospital Munich, where I have been since the tragic accident of just over a month ago. You will be glad, I'm sure, to know that the remaining players here and myself are now considered out of danger. And this can be attributed to the wonderful treatment and attention given us by Professor Morer and his wonderful staff who are with you today as guests of the club. I am obliged to the Empire News for giving me this opportunity to speak to you. For it is only this last two or three days that I have been able to, to be told anything about football. And I am delighted to hear of the success and united effort made by all at Old Trafford. Again, it's wonderful to hear that the club have reached the semi-final of the FA Cup. And I enclose my best wishes to everyone. And finally, may I just say, God bless you all. The FBI and the CIA and the BBC BB King and Doris And it seems like name dropping in songs isn't a new thing. Blues legend Robert Johnson name drops his friend and contemporary Willie Brown in his 1936 recording of Crossroad Blues. I've been 
Tenacious D have two songs that name drop Ronnie James Dio. My first introduction to Ronnie James Dio was The Mob Rules. Uh, you might have heard that on the heavy metal soundtrack. Did you see that animated film? Yes, heavy I did. metal? I did. Uh, badass. And uh, went really. for Death Star. Yeah, and it went really well. With, that's true. And it went really well with uh, the Ralph Bakshi animation. Uh, Dio would have been. It would have been cool to see a whole musical, animated musical of Dio's songs. But um, uh, also. The last in line, obviously, one of our favorites. We sang it, and uh, it was on the on the tribute album to do. Uh, you're you're talking about Holy Diver. It's not called Ride the Tiger. Oh, that's what you are. He's like, yeah. Man on the Silver Mountain. Man on the Silver Mountain. I like the hits. Uh, uh, Heaven and Hell. and angels He has soared on the wings of a demon Christmas episode, we heard Paul Kelly's How to Make Gravy, which name drops Jamaican reggae artist Junior Mervyn. Paul Kelly has another Christmas mentioning, name dropping, Two Minute Diddy, off my favourite album of his, which is called Comedy, and that song is called I Can't Believe We Were Married, which name drops Marvin Gaye. And the song's a great story about a married couple who have broken up, and the backing vocals are actually provided by Paul's soon-to-be ex-wife, Karen Fairfax. We danced in the kitchen on Boxing Day. I held you swaying in my arms to Marvin Gaye. Our Christmas ham turned green by New Year's Eve. We were hungry and 
that sometimes we see each other on the street, maybe at a hotel or some party. We say hello, then we have to go. I can't believe we were married. That we were Your hand was always down my pants before our guests could leave They didn't like our drugs, our children or our dogs The way we made it up each day Now the kids have grown, we talk on the phone If one of them is sick or needs some money Our words are dry, so measured and polite I can't believe we were married in it right there and I'll be back next week with part two of Name Droppers thanks again for checking out the podcast and check out the website A Rock and Roll Rabbit Hole Podcast for all the past episodes and Spotify playlists of all the great songs that I steal in each episode thanks again so much for listening and I'll see ya say anything because no one ever listens to me anyway.